Hello and welcome to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We are your premier source for deck hockey information, equipment reviews, and general entertainment. We like to start every episode with cracking a cold one with the boys. Beer sound. Yes. On tonight's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, leadership positions on the deck, how you should be uh, conducting your team uh, at, from a leadership role. The penalty kill, and a little bit about goalie, goalie. Nobody cares. Okay, Shaq, go ahead. His mic give is us broken. A, give us a little bit into some of the secrets on what you do to help bring your team together as a unit. Honestly, it's not really that difficult. It kind of it's a fundamental kind of basics. You want to have a good room. You want to have a good locker room. Um, people that come together as a team, friends that want to play together, play for each other. Um, everything we've been talking about kind of throughout the podcast this year, how to be better players, um, what you need to do, you know, those kind of role players. Finding those niche people, bringing them together, and then integrating into, you know, systems that work. Adjusting systems throughout. Well, it's a skill in itself as somebody that's going to kind of take charge collect the money, make sure people are paying on time. Cause I know you've probably got, <laughs> you've probably gotten a text from Pat saying you should pay. And, uh, you know, having somebody that they've, okay. How many times have you been to the beginning of a game and you're about to warm up and you're like, who has balls? Does anybody have balls? Does anybody have balls? You know that there's, a, there's probably two guys on your team that you're like, I bet you he has them or he has them. But and that's it. Sure. Those are your team leaders. So if we're, Actually, just talking about gameplay, uh, I think that it's really just about confidence. Like, the guy who takes charge, the guy who puts the team together, like, it takes a lot of work, like, believe me. Yeah. Just being a team captain for one year sucked, and I had a lot of help. It was still terrible. It's a Trying to round job. up money, like, try and help this guy, try and help these guys out that are taking the initiative to do it. Like, I've been lucky and had two of the best around me. Like, playing for Mutiny for one year, Paul is wonderful. Paul's Paul good. is an awesome... Yeah team mom he's and, a good dude and shackleford shackleford literally pays our whole thing and just has us pay him back that way we aren't hounded by pat we can play the season we can just get it done and he puts don't a, screw people over yeah. either there are yeah. so many people that float the team and then never see that money back and god bless those people yeah. and you are a troll i can name some names off the top of my head right now that still owe me but thank you Holtzy. i was one of those people who tried to, to float my team and i even <laughs> Sammy was even like, no, you're not paying. They need to pay us because they didn't want me to get screwed over. Yeah. And then I think it comes back to some of the intangibles off the deck play. You talk about setting up a good locker room. One of the things I like to do is for my teams, right before the playoffs or a little bit before, like afterwards, we have a big-ass party. We get everybody together. We crack a few cold ones. We all hang out, and we set the bro ship straight. We are ready to go, and all of a sudden we are playing for each other. We have each other's backs because I cracked a cold one with that man, and he told me some awkward story. <laughs> well, and uh, there's a lot to be said for a team captain, somebody that's going to get out there and get you a sponsor, you know, and that actually has a financial benefit for you, and it's not easy to do. You no. got to meet. You got to take time out of your own day to kind of throw a hail mary, and you might not get that sponsorship just yeah. because someone got a sponsorship. That's not a guarantee. No. So. I mean, that's, that's tough to do. A lot of it, like, in, I mean, Holtz talked about it earlier, the, the one year he did it. It's, it's almost a second job. It is. You've got to be bad. preparing three days next week ahead. All right, guys, you wouldn't think you would have to ask adults if they're going to show up to a schedule thing. 
You've got to figure it out. You've got to be on. You, you turn know? into a staffing agency at that point. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we need a good left winger. Oh, crap. We need a goalie. <laughs> oh, shit. This player can't be there. So now you got to find the right person, though, not just any sub. It, and, and the worst part for, for me doing that, if you're in a group chat with people, I don't care if you're in. Tell me if you're not going to be there. Team snap. I, our our two plus team has the most efficient chat in the entire world. I should I should take a screenshot and put it online. Long. It's seriously it's like game tonight at seven versus whatever team, and then it's just ten people in a row in 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 in. And I'm pretty sure I'm in charge of that team. So as far as leadership goes, I I get an A only because I don't have to do anything hard. <laughs> <laughs> I would counter that. <clears throat> With the Moose Knuckles team chat being absolutely goddamn amazing. I would say it's fucking terrible. They just, so much just... It's a zoo. Randomness. Just everyone wants to talk, and we got kids that make terrible jokes, and they're always putting emojis. I don't fucking get it. I hate it. Well, you can murder well, <laughs> people You can murder people on your team, and I'm saying a good captain will help you bury the body. <laughs> That's leadership. They already picked the place out. Shovel's already purchased. Ugh. And I think when we're on the talk about group chats, uh, a good captain should be the one like leading that effort, leading that discussion after a game. Your captain should be the first one on there to give your team the like great job tonight, guys. Or here, here's some of the things we missed. Yeah, well, there's the positives and negatives, and it's not necessarily negative. But what do we have to do to get better? Mm-hmm. Where, what opportunities do we realize in this game, and where do we capitalize on them? What do we have to do? I mean, yeah. You have to listen to Deck Hockey Focus, basically. Yeah. Your captain, if your captain doesn't listen to Deck Hockey Focus, quit your team tomorrow. And like we mentioned in the previous Deck Hockey Focus episode, the power play, your captain should be creating a great power play unit, also a great penalty kill unit, like we're going to discuss today. Whether they're on it or not. Whether they're on it or not. A great captain will be like, these are the three best players. I'm not one of them. They should be out there. Setting the starting lineup as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sometimes there's a lot of jockeying for position for that, and that's something that, uh, I mean, it's it's a team effort, but it has to be orchestrated by somebody, and yeah. if you don't have a head of the snake, then you're never going anywhere. Right. And that's the other thing. Hit, hang on. Hitting on Chad's point uh, of the leader putting people into a power play or this or that, whatever the case may be, double-edged sword on that, if you're the captain, like, Good on you. Good for taking like taking charge. If you're not the best player, don't go out there. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing these guys make their teams around them so they can play. Like so they like the they've been kicked off all Disagree. their teams. <clears throat> yeah, they've, old season. They've been kicked off all their teams. So they make a team ah, so they can play on the power play. So good. they can be the cherry picker. So they can do this stuff and not get bitched at because they're in charge. Yeah, and that's the that's exact opposite of my strategy if I try to put teams together. Lording I want to be the worst people. player on the team. Yep, I don't want to be on a penalty kill. I don't want to be on a power play. I want to have people who are better than me. I'm a, I'm a firm believer if you're a captain on the team, you need to be playing with the worst players on the team to make them better. No, you, you should be the worst player on the team. Well, no, That's I think there, there's a lot to be said for somebody who knows the rule book too. I mean, yeah. like there's a there's a air of intelligence that needs to go with somebody who's leading the team. And when your team starts bugging out about a call, if you're you that can rein it in, calm, cool, collected guy who says, "Hey, shut up! I'll take care of it. We don't mm-hmm. need the unsportsmanlike conduct. Focus on the penalty kill because we're getting the penalty either way. 
Let's I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the ref. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong, but either way, it's not your job. I'm going to handle it. Somebody and you take charge. You, you need a little bit down. of composure and you got to be, you got to, you got to have it upstairs. You got to know what's going on. Otherwise you're going to seem like an idiot. And then every time that you review a call and let's face it, re- when you review a call, it's a bit of a gray area. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a good area for a captain to step in. And if you have an authoritative captain that knows his stuff and doesn't review every stupid little thing, they're going to respect that a little bit. And you you might you might get yourself an overturned call as as few and far between as they are. Yeah. This next episode is brought to you by Scorekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think in, that wraps it up uh, for our discussion about leaderships. You, you just gotta you gotta come out there and you have to be an authoritative authoritative figure on the deck. You gotta be intelligent about the game and you gotta be uh, a figurehead for your team and have the respect of your teammates. Yeah, and for everybody else, like respect that person mm-hmm. if they're asking you to pay it's it's on them if they're floating the team it's on them it's a financial burden for them they're yeah. doing it for you they're not they don't have anything to gain they're a nice person yeah treat them well and if you haven't noticed actually if the you pay the entire league fee it's cheaper than individually they're doing you a favor what? so help them out that's news to me and it's if, not it's if, been if out for like two years well, if your team leader tells you to get off like if you've been out there for a while you should listen to them because I've seen many times where they're like, I'm good, I'm good. Chad, I fucking love you, but you're, you're giving people way too much credit. They don't give a shit. They're, they're out there for them. If those are the people, that, they're out there for them. Chad has yeah, a heart of gold. Us. That's why he's a team leader. Chad, yeah. start a if team, I'm like, in. hey, you, your shift is done. I'm like, you got it. Yeah. And you know what? Chad's like, okay. Yeah. But you know what? That's That creates a good team. Thank you, uh, sir. We're going to flip sides now and have a quick discussion about the penalty kill. As a goalie, I hate it. It ruins me out of energy, and I just am exhausted. And half the time I'm like, why did you make that like egregious felony? Well, as somebody who's trying to pump points, I love people who take dumb penalties. Yeah. The, the guy who slams the door, the guy who tries to break his stick over the net. Like, you're my favorite. Thank you. Coincidentally, <laughs> that's the guy that complains about his sticks breaking, too. Yep. Definitely. And as a, as a goalie, too, when you're on the penalty kill, it does sap a lot of energy out of you. So if you're on the other team, you definitely want to take advantage of it. And so as a penalty killer, you definitely want to try to prevent that cross-court pass. And if you watch some of the best penalty kill teams, they will line up in the middle and like even get down on the ground and have their stick on the ground to try to prevent that pass. Mike Womack is excellent at that. Yeah. 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 Just watch some of the, the top teams do it, and it, they're like a straight line with sticks and bodies going straight down the middle. They don't want that cross-court pass. Pat's actually really good at it, too, but you oh. never know. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's been on a penalty kill? Yeah. <laughs> Pat's actually really good on the penalty yeah, kill. Yeah. His hands are so quick. Mm-hmm. Just I've wait for be... the summer tournament, and then yeah. you'll see it. Yeah. That's it. No, I, I'm, I'm going to have to. I mean, I took a penalty tonight. As a goalie, I took a penalty. I saw it. I, yeah, I tripped Rots. Oh, I he he was coming around like I, I poked it away, but he still had opportunity to get it, so I just ripped his feet out. Um, but I agree, like you got to take the center penalty killers. Let that point shot, let it go. Yep. Let me see it. Let me see it from now. You adjust as the play is a giant triangle, right? They're going high, low, left, right. You kind of rotate your two guys within that. And just play into it. Don't overcommit. Don't undercommit. Just 
But mock talk. Well, I got I got two things to say here, and one is a lot of times you know that they're trying to isolate one dude yes. on the power play. Yeah. Like they've got a goal scorer and they've got somebody that feeds them. They got a shooter up top. They got a handsy guy. And they exactly. Got and most of the time, everybody knows what the hell's going on. And it's just a matter of preventing it. So you might want to shadow that dude. But something that I'm actually thinking about right now is, and I'm an, I've been plugging Scott Stegman a lot lately, but has anyone ever tried to get the ball from him in the corner? Like, let's say you make a bad errant pass and it goes in the corner it's and Stegman, like gets, Stegman gets it behind the net. What are you going to do? It's, it's, Steggy and Kirsten's are, he can't take it from He shields not. it and he'll, seriously, he'll kill 30 seconds off the power play and then end up dumping it into the other end. And he's not tired. And it bothers me because I play. I now I have to play against him in D one because you know he's on crew now. Crew with their amazing recruiting skills. <laughs> I don't know how they find all these good players, but they now he's on their team. Eric Mock's Facebook page. Just <laughs> run down the list. Hey, do you play hockey? All right, you're on our team. They and already they, signed his unborn son. And then they just give him a Canelli jersey. That's just good team. <laughs> hey, that twenty four is all over the yeah. place. That's good team leadership, though. Yeah. Sniping, yes. sniping players. That's so team leadership. That, that raises a question: When you're on the PK and you get the ball away from them, how long do you hold it? As long as humanly possible. Do you wait for them to come in between two, three feet? Do you just how how do you try to run with it? Depends you on your skill set, and it depends on the matchup. In if you've situation. got a mismatch, if you've got a mismatch in the corner, you know you're gonna want to take your time. And honestly, use the net to your advantage a little bit. You can it's use it like a pick. Yeah, you can use it like a pick uh, a little bit. And then don't get cocky. And then just bang on. Knock her down. I'd say throw it. Send it. Throw it off the fence. Let it fall down there. And then let the And then hypo- hypothetically speaking, if it deflects off of your other defenseman and then gets stuck in the far fence, now everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows where that faceoff goes. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. But I do. I will spoil it and say, if you don't know, ask Travis Boyle, your least favorite ref, slash the only person who got it right. <laughs> I also got it right. Well, shut up. This, <laughs> this next episode is brought to you by Shut Up. Travis is a good ref. He's just bad at telling you about it. <laughs> so accurate. No, he is. He just can't sell it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Penalty kill. No, but like to Mock's point, though, like, what you're pinned in a corner, you come out with it, and your question, what do you do? I think you'll lob it into the fence on the other end as hard as you can. Yeah, Let it hit the you can't lob it as well, hard as you there's can. Well, there's, okay, s- <laughs> there, there, there's a lot to be said for rimming it around, though. Like, yeah. use that use that okay. net as a pig and... Letting it go. And like we said in the last episode, get your head up, take a peek. Maybe you want to come cross court with it. Maybe you just want to send her. And maybe you, maybe you want to put it on net. Yeah, maybe you got mm-hmm. a goalie sleeping down there. Bingo. And you can throw yeah. it in. Bingo. Um, We've I've seen, seen goals. Plenty, from, plenty of goals. Pearsall's dumped how many in? It time. happens in the NHL. Yeah. It can happen in D3+. plus. Like, yeah. let's be real. No, I... Okay. It can happen at any level. But it's yeah. a bit of composure, to be honest. Uh, but don't get cocky. Because you get that quick turnover in the corner. Bang, bang. Backdoor pass. One Screwed. Of the, one of the Touchdown. things that I think kills me most on PK is when I see two guys <laughs> with a lot of speed... Bust it down there, and all of a sudden they they got a two on one going right. They lose that two on one, and now going back, the other team has a two on zero. It's just a dumb move, nine times out of ten. Yeah. Well, that's where some of the best penalty killers you'll see are. They're fast, but they're also in great shape. And then, like Mock was saying, that they don't get cocky. So 
I've seen people even run it down there, but when the, someone's coming toward them and they think they might turn it over, they dump it around the boards and then run back. Um, they don't tr- get cocky and try to like shoot it because they know uh, they might turn big it over. Rebound. It might be a big rebound, but they do try to kill time by running it down there using their feet and shielding themselves from the defender. Well, and that's that's the ultimate goal is you're you're racing against the clock. You know, the yeah, more time you can kill, the it's better. It's a mini game at that point. Yeah, it's so, so basically every, the, the rule that I was taught as a kid, and I would have to translate that to deck hockey because it's a, you know, shorter ice and all that. Uh, basically, every time you send it down, you're killing 10 to 15 seconds. In, in ice, it's a lot more. Uh, but in deck, you're, you're killing at least 10 seconds. Yeah. You know? Yep. Can I teach our viewership how to cheat? Cheat, yes. No, cheating is good. Very no, cheating. all right. I've ever said is cheat. So my, my favorite legal. play when it comes to a penalty kill is you get the ball basically anywhere. You, I mean, probably not right behind your net. It's probably not the best place. But if you can get it down to the other end and bury it in the wall, yes. Eat it. They'll tell you how to move. They'll tell you you need to move, blah, blah, blah. But the second, the second someone gets their stick on the other side of you, puts it in between the fence and you, no, don't even chicken wing it because you'll get caught doing that. Literally, just grind against their arm. Literally, just try and run, in it. run in like yeah, maybe even pin it a little bit and try and run through their arm. You're gonna get that holding call all day, all day long. Oh, you I mean when you. they He's come in with one hand? You, you're so yes. when they when they come with a one handed poke check, this way. yeah, and you yeah. see that a lot more in the lower leagues. You don't see a lot of the Chris Casper's the is the king of doing that. And it's just because he's also holding you because he doesn't. Well, know and how he's to never been he's never been guilty of a penalty ever. <laughs> like I wouldn't be the first one to say that every single penalty that's ever been called on him is BS. <laughs> even the ones is. even the ones I've called, I I don't know what I'm talking. I about. I reffed his first game of deck hockey and I threw him out in the second period. Casper's <laughs> your joke. I hate you. Three interference calls. Three. No, nothing reasonable. else. His, rea- awesome. his reaction when I drafted him for the winter classic. <laughs> he was like, I can't believe you put me on my team. I was like, well, I hate playing against you, so I figure everybody else does too. <laughs> nice. Good strategy, great leadership. All right. there you so, go. I think that's No, I got a really good question here, though, I, which is very pertinent. Good. Calm down with that. This guy's so mad right now. Who? About what? He's I'm mad. He's never mad. mad. He's always mad. Shaq, question bad. time. Go. Yeah, so... <laughs> In your guys' opinion, what's the ideal shift on a penalty kill? How long, and when is the appropriate time to change? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Ah. Mike, I'm always the dissenting voice in this entire podcast. I think your goal is a minute. I think your goal is a minute. If you clear it with forty-five or whatever, or if you're gassed, if you're gassed, get off. If you can make a smart change, it's a good idea to do it. But well, what's a smart change? going in, your goal is one minute and get out. But when's the opportune time to change? What when is the ball is well, when you zing end. one. Yeah, when you're in the other end or the goalie tries to get a cover. The, the main thing. Oh, my God. If do, you can get a stoppage, yeah. if you can get a stoppage of play and you've been out there for over 30 seconds, think about it. Unless you're fresh. If you if you're out there for thirty to forty five seconds and you get the whistle, your ass is changing. Yep. As a goalie slash the captain on some of the teams in the past, I am cheering at my team. You need to get off the deck now. This next segment is brought to you by Athena. Not only does she write 
one of the best columns you could possibly read much more articulate than anything you'll hear out of us idiots but she is at around the women's league but she is slaughtering her husband james in the points contest it's 11 to 6 right now i would say that's not even a contest and that's why we're giving her a shout out she sponsors this for zero dollars deck hockey focus (laughs) fully fully endorses Athena over James. Speaking of Athena and James, bunch of weirdos out there. Sociopaths, technically. We are the goalies of deck hockey. Um, there are a lot of you out there, and uh, I know you, you all want us to talk about Proportionally, how to it's play horrifying. How to play goalie. Creepy. You know, I've been doing it for five years now. And I, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Well, the weird thing is that you about. don't get you don't get better, which is really astounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that too. Can we? One thing we should talk about here. Can we talk about the pros and cons of the pads on the wrong leg? Just put them on right. Sounds well, like here, a con. Here, here. Let, let, yeah. can I, wait. If you say wrong, well, sounds bad. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Is. Let, let me Cut segue. Let me segue us back it. in. Let me segue us back in if yeah. we can. All right. Hey, are we back on track? Do you have some shit you want to talk about? Do we have some shit we want to talk about here? Yeah. No shit on goalies a lot, but seriously, I know you guys all study the game a lot, and I'm sure you guys have a lot to add, and and I I can't really contribute to this a lot, but goalies are the foundation of every team. If you have a a, a good goalie can carry any shitty team through the playoffs, let's all be honest. So, guys, tips, comments, whatever you got. As as the most senior goalie on this panel, Ryan Shackelford, what are some of your like if you if you had to sum it up to like top three things that most goalies like myself routinely mess up, what do you think they are? It honestly it just boils down to the basics. Positioning, um, stick placement, and your control movements. Well let's assume at first let's kick off with let's assume this is your first game. Like let's assume it's me. And somehow someone convinced me to play goalie. I don't uh, foresee that happening. Eric Mock. What do I no? Goalie. But what do I need to know? What do I need to know? What do I need to do? I'm borrowing your pads. Teach me to be a goalie. Okay. Go. First off, you will never borrow my pads. You let. Everyone I would say ask ask someone who has played goalie before, who has a um, who has played ice hockey goalie before, not just deck hockey. Mm-hmm. T- tell them to give you a crash course and tips on what to do. If you have extra time, definitely look at YouTube videos. You know what's what's a the proper butterfly technique, and then as you do that, you can practice it. And I would even say do it in a mirror. It's gonna be weird, but then you can kind of compare what you look like to what the person on. in the video. Pads on, absolutely, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Things I notice. So as a player who has tried to play goalie twice and it went horribly both times. <laughs> um, things I notice. Number one, get your glove out of your pocket. Everyone, everyone likes to I rest know it. I'm working on everyone that. likes to rest it on their hip on their leg they forget that they can actually use that thing hold it up second when you go down to the ground when you're you got to keep those legs together there's just such a big five hole every time or at least keep the stick there in front of it no well and I, th- I I think one of the biggest things and like kind of piggyback on what Holtz is talking about is angles yep. positioning keep yeah your that pose. was the other thing I had is Dude, when you're a goalie, do not play the body. This is some of the biggest problems I've seen, especially as as time has gone on and it's gone away, especially as the higher you get. But 
don't play the body. Play the ball. Yeah. Yep. If you're Every if you're time. playing the body, I now you're have up. a wide open lane mm-hmm. to shoot at on the side of you. And well, when, so, he's, when he says playing the body versus playing the ball, that means if you're playing the body, your body is facing their body. When you play the ball, you want to make sure that the center of your chest, if you draw, if if you have like a string from the center of your chest, have that going directly to the ball. So if they shoot it, you, your body is centered to the Always ball. Always facing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think you need to just take that center point. Great point. But back it up to the middle of the net. Yeah. Because yeah. that that's your oh, access yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Like you, that's ideally where you're lining up. Well, yeah. and then you cut you cut their cone of uh, influence, if you will. Um, when you think about all of the possible shot possibilities off a stick, you know it creates a cone around you. And as a goalie, the more further out you play and the bigger you exactly. play, and if you're centered in that cone, they can't get around you. If for anybody who's played the NHL video games, it's a lot kind of like behind you, they, they show the shot pattern around the goalie. And the reason that shot pattern gets smaller and smaller is because it's, it's a geometric comb or cone from, from the stick. And when a goalie slices that, you know, at halfway across the cone, all of a sudden there's no angle. They have to... They have so to you're saying come out of the net. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But so, okay, uh, two, two things that I think I, I want you guys to touch on is one is flexibility. Because I feel like that can play a lot into like a scrambling goalie, mm-hmm. like some of the smaller guys that uh, are kind of spry and uh, they they get around a lot. And then uh, secondly is uh, actually uh, the goalie from uh, Deck Magic. Are they still called Deck Magic? The girls, Shelby uh-huh. team. Yeah, uh, Nikki. 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 But yeah, so Nikki said uh, uh, Nikki is she? She's one of the best male goalies. Yeah, she's. Dude, like she she wrecks D three plus. She's dude. good. Yeah. Like I think about putting her on my two plus team a lot. <laughs> yeah, Jody, I love you, <laughs> but dude, she's she's so good. But no, one of the things that she told me was that playing uh, at let's say like the D four level where it's a lot less predictable, and playing at the D two level where shots are coming off sticks and they're a little more. Uh, maybe manageable, if and it's a little toe, you know they're aiming a, a little, a little less, a little less like yeah. uh, pinballing. Mm-hmm. Uh, h- how does that factor into your game as you come from a lower level to a higher level where it, it, you can maybe predict a pass, predict a shot better? I think it's an int- uh, it's a great point, and honestly, like I've played, I played in a, I subbed into D three game last week, played a D one game tonight. D three has its unpredictability about it, yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen when that ball leaves the stick. Fundamentally, you know if they're on their toe and they're dragging through, you know they're aiming high. Yep. If they're going if it's on the heel, they're going to aim low. So, you you guys talked to me a lot uh about uh side-to-side movement and I know we talked about the the water play a lot and mm-hmm. and sliding and that plays a lot into the butterfly and those the reason why pads with the the sliders on the sides and yeah. things. So, I feel like that <laughs> Flexibility is is got to be a huge point. 100%. Even if, even if you're a stand up goalie, you got to get post to post. So yeah. I don't I don't know how you guys do that. And what we're talking about here is not flexibility like Jean Claude Van Damme in the splits. Right. It's about in your hips and in your knees and like just having those joints being able to move. Because when goalies go down That's the butterfly, why I'm so bad. <laughs> uh, you, and when goalies go down, it's I I'm not gonna say a common misconception, but it's clearly a misconception because I see a lot of goalies doing this. When they are going down in the butterfly, they're not like spraying their knees left and right. They're yeah. just going down. Your pads rotate through there. Yeah, you should be like for me. I tighten my hips in. 
Uh, well, more so when I'm dropping. Well, no, your general my thighs are in. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You should because I'll close your five hole. Right. But your pads in general, one should be like you see goalies rack them so damn tight. Oh yeah. You're gonna never, tear an ACL. Never. Yeah, do it. It's loose. you got to go too less on that. So you keep your pads loose so yes. that when you go into the butterfly, they almost shift to the outside of your legs. When, when I go, go yeah, when you go down, you're literally just falling on your knees. Your pads rotate up. Okay. Yeah. But where you get wider, and you see goalies with obviously what's called a narrow butterfly which looks like they're sitting on them, and then goalies that are flared way out, then it's 100% in their hips. All in their hips. Well, if you're a short goaltender, that that means a lot if you can kick your hips out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've got those goalies out there that are, you know, 6'1". If you're over 6 foot, the you're going to be able to cover a lot. You're going to be able to... Yeah, you're going to be able to... Yeah. Exactly. But you're going to be able to cover a lot more space. And um, I would say it's two of the things that help me, because I'm, you know, 5 foot nothing, um, is that I... Uh, squat a lot and deadlift a lot recently in the off season, and that has made it so that my legs aren't as tired throughout the booty. Game. Uh, See, I don't yeah. do any of that actually. Goalie calves, I've goalie noticed booty. I did he that in the off season. Heels now, and it was <laughs> just to really make it look good. It so was a huge difference. Three inch pumps. That and uh, slide plates. Like if you have slide pads or slide plates. Um, there's special kind of plastic that don't you can get buy. roller flies though. No, those no. are annoying. so annoying. If you've seen my pads, I just so made them uh, specifically to my pad, and uh, I'll post a link uh, on the website where you can just kind of cut holes in it, do a heat gun if you're interested, and they help out a ton. So um, even if you aren't like sliding like you would on ice, it does protect your pads to last longer, and they give you that little bit of extra slickness so that you can. Um, uh, uh, go from post to post or even kick your leg out a little bit faster and that could be the difference between a, a toe save or a goal. Well, let's yeah. say you're on the penalty kill. I mean, we just got done talking about yeah. penalty kill. That's your left and right let, right yeah, now. let's say they, they split your, your defenseman and all of a sudden you got a pad over there. You know, you're in business. Yeah. It also, it also helps shut those uh, uh, wraparounds yeah. way, way faster. But to to the point of sliders, those sliders are only going to take you so far. Right. If you can't, if you don't have the strength in your lower body and the in the flexibility in your hips and knees to be able to push, you're not. They don't matter. I will tell you, I played a game the other night without my sliders for the first time in like six months. I was significantly more. Is it the Wolfpack ex- game? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, yeah, was significantly more exhausted after that game than I was with my sliders because it it, it changes the ground game entirely. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't necessarily make it easier. But it makes it to the point where I don't have to try as hard going left to right. I don't have to have that half step, like, you know what I mean, like half step into a squat to get over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to Chad's point earlier, I do a lot of squats too. I don't. To, like, really help me. I will counter. I will counter. I will. I will Shaq, be counter Shaq, you're a yoga guy. I thought. Yeah. I walked to the door to get pizza. Which sounds weird, but no. But like, either way, you're you're strengthening your you're legs. You're still though. strengthening yeah. your legs. So and for your the core. yeah. So for the goalies who. Can't necessarily do that. I've had three knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. I've if it's a knee if it's a part of your knee, I've ripped it apart. I my doctors tell me I cannot do squats. Yeah, but I can still be effective. So I go more of a passive strength building. Yeah, and that, that's using fine. not like the physical like Olymp- not going to put four hundred pounds over my right. head. I use my body to get better. Yeah, and P ninety X yoga you can get it on YouTube. Honestly, it's ninety minutes long. I've never been able to that finish it. I guess stupid. our point is like if you're if you're playing goalie, you got to do a little bit more than just nothing. You you got to put in that extra ten percent extra effort in the exercises to really strengthen your legs for mm-hmm. speed, flexibility, everything that's going to make. Well, it's going to give you a bit of endurance because we all know that 
you, you get those games that are in the heat and, you know, maybe coming into the playoffs here soon, it's going to be You're gonna play a few OT and, you know, God forbid you end up in a shootout or something like that. You you want to be fresh, so you need to be in decent shape. But so I, I, I would like you guys to talk about maybe a little bit. I see goalies that reach. Paw at it? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. The idea Should is to let it that? come to you. If you're punching at it or pawing at it with your glove or your blocker, don't do that. Yeah, I agree. One, like with your glove, you're you're going to throw it out. You're going to do something stupid. I've done it in a nice game when I was younger. Well, I've actually thrown like it my entire teach net. kids how to play baseball. baseball. You don't catch the ball by doing this. You, you just, let it. You get it there. Yeah. You what he was what he was spot. doing was throwing his hand forward. Position. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry about that. Positional when you go play. to catch the ball, you don't throw your hand towards the ball. You put it in the spot where the ball's going. And then as you receive it. It's yes. like it's like the mighty ducks when they you know passing with eggs and they well, receive and, passes. You know, that's one Same of the thing. things you and I worked on tonight before I ripped my shorts. Um, <laughs> it's stupid, but you stand there and you play catch just like you were like a kid with a baseball. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to get that glove hand going, get your eyes going to the ball, and understanding exactly how you need to move your glove to receive it. And I cheat. Think... Get big pads. No. Cheat. Actually, you know what? I'll God, circumvent that. Kinzer's original pads. Whole. No five hole. Those things were 15 six, inches wide. Or Squatch's uh, 17 inch wide reason hey, why. Do you even use those reason why's? Made by Lebedo, for fuck's yeah. sake. Mega pads. They're, me- they're mega. Everybody be jealous. Do, do, you still let, do you still let Nick use them? Uh, yeah. He let Marty uh, use them the other day against well, us. Well, I would let Marty. If I, Marty can use them. He knows how to use yeah. them. He's not going to ruin them. Yeah. But so, so f- finally, I think we need to close out with who's a better goalie, Athena or James? Athena. Uh, Athena. Uh, well, I, I think we need to go deeper stats. Athena's got more stars, right? But she also plays like four teams. So I want to, you know, we got to break this down. So pretty much every metric James is does Athena. Play so no matter how you break well, it down, Athena like, wins. I, James does I haven't too. seen them. So knowing what we all know right now, Athena. Athena is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Well, I'll just be a follower and go with Athena. Chad, what did you learn today? I learned that Athena is much better than James. <laughs> Shackelford, what did you learn today? Well, I think top to bottom on the topics today, leadership, penalty kill, Athena being better than James and goalie and working out, it's like it's it's the effort you put in. Right? You're if you put in the extra effort, you're going to excel and you're going to you're going to rise from there. Um, put the work in and, you know, you're going to go good places. Mock, what'd you learn today? Words are hard. Take your time on the penalty kill. If you can kill some time in the corner, do it. Don't panic. Be Pulse, patient. What'd you learn today? I learned that Shackleford is excellent at rambling. All right, that wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. Thank you again for listening each and every week. Keep it all deck.